Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Kevin here, joined with the full crew. We got Pops, LJ, Uncle Tony. Guys, I know, well, let's just go ahead and preface this for the listeners out there. We're recording this on, um, what is it, Tuesday. So, June, June 21st, there's a college baseball game going on Huge. between Auburn and Arkansas. The loser goes home in the College World Series. So, it's probably on in the background of a lot of people recording Probably. this, so if you hear us get distracted, that Probably. may be the reason why. So I just wanted to preface that if they notice some even dumber sounding people than normal, more awkward it might silence. because we're paying attention to <laughs> yeah, to something on the side. Um, let's let's start there with the greatest show. Well, first I haven't checked in. First, let me check in, guys. How are we doing? It's been a little while. How are y'all? Doing good. Awesome. Hot. Doing awesome. Working. A little hot down here. Yeah, hot. Jeez. Who decided the weather could be this hot? That's not cool. I moved up here to get away from it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's, it's hot. just hotter than hell. H O T T. Hot to go. It's damn hot. Africa hot. <laughs> so hot to do a crotch pot cooking. So a um, man in an orange jumpsuit burst into flames. <laughs> I want to go ahead and get started with what they call the greatest show on dirt, and that is the the Men's College World Series. Uh, first, uh, just Tony, let's just weigh in. I mean, people will know where we stand at this point, but uh, where where do you stand with Arkansas? Your your meter? Are you you feeling good? Feeling bad? I know people want to know that first and foremost. I feel great. Um, but well, not you specifically. Me I know specifically? you may have had a drink oh. or two. I mean, just about right. the Razorbacks. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing about the Razorbacks. I thought uh, last night, and normally, not to name a TV station in uh, Little Rock, but Channel Eleven, I had a guy come on and say, "Somebody told me that the 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 biggest game you can win is the first game of a regional, and that's incorrect. The second game is the one that you really need to win, and and the Hogs lost that." Because that puts you down in the, in the loser's bracket and you're still playing five games to, to take it out. Here's what happened to the Razorbacks, if y'all are following them. The first night they had a great pitching uh, performance and then last, and then their, their next game, they just didn't, they just couldn't get ahead of the pitcher, ahead of the, uh, the batters. We were, we were pitching from behind. And one thing that's in baseball that's important is never pitch from behind because all of a sudden good hitters really hit 2-0, 3-1. They know a fastball's coming, they're going to hit it. And that's what happened to us the other night. And it just blitzed us. Well, um, Miss beat them pretty good. And this yeah. score ended up being a little closer than it really was. Yep. But yep. Oh, Miss is pretty good, though, right? Oh, Miss is a legit team. Haven't lost yet in postseason. They're legit. Yeah. 
They're yeah. legit, and they're and they were. A lot of people forget early in the season they were ranked in the top five, and in some cases, I think they might have been number one in a poll uh, in February. They had a lot of injuries, but they've come back from that. So they're a really good team. But the thing about college uh, tournament baseball is it's about innings and the number of innings pitched. And Arkansas did a great job uh, not, uh, last night of limiting uh, their quality pitchers from having to go out and pitch uh, pitch a lot of innings. And so you saw a lot of people work. And, and, and so tonight we're seeing a gr- uh, great performance from uh, McIntyre into the, into the, uh, through the fifth inning. Uh, and, and that's really saving that bullpen. So they've got they they they've got pitchers available for the they're next day. Need them. So yeah, because they're going to have to beat that Ole Miss team twice now. Yeah, to, to beat them twice. The final, so. And and yeah, and the thing about Ole Miss, they've got a great bullpen. But we hit their bullpen last night at the seventh inning, and so I think the Arkansas just had a six inning run where they just they just missed, they just flat missed, and uh, things didn't fall their way. We'll see what happens. I kind of feel good about them. I, I I like them on this side of the bracket, really do. Well, you know where the Razorbacks are not missing, and that is the fans in Omaha. So there is a bar. Well, Uncle Tony, you've been there. Is it's Rocco's? Is it a bar? What, what kind of? What are we talking about here? What is it? It's like in a corner of like a. It's not a strip mall, so to speak. It's it's a. It's built two or three story, office complex right there by um, the stadium, and it's just a corner bar. Uh, but um, yeah, they've got this big board. And it's funny because it's handwritten, but yeah, you just go in. They'll they'll slide you these jello. They have these jello shots. They're just making them, making them, making them, making them, making them, and they keep track of them. It, it's a it's a cool bar because it's real close. It's good. So it's for fun. anyone who doesn't know, all every team that gets in, Rocco's puts up like Tony's saying this uh, this dry erase board, and it puts the teams on there, and they just update it with how many jello shots. And it's like you you get a jello shot, and you're like, oh, I'm a hog fan, and so they'll tally that up for Arkansas and. uh the Razorback last year, I believe Mississippi State broke the all-time record for most Jello shots bought at Rocco's during the College World Series. I think it was around four thousand, Uncle Tony, or or a little yeah. somewhere near there. Yeah. As of last night, Arkansas was at six thousand five hundred and twenty-six, <laughs> and there's still more. There's still more time. And Ole Miss, wow. I'm not sure was if not I'm to be outdone or <laughs> Ole Miss, not too far behind at fifty-four hundred, five thousand four hundred twenty-eight. Oh, so just between the two old, the Ole Miss and Arkansas, over ten thousand Jello shots at four fifty apiece. I don't know this. There, a oh, Twitter user it, kind of did some some calculations. I don't know if you know much about the bar industry or Jello shots in general. They're usually the cheap ass drinks. They sell for nothing because it costs nothing to make them. I believe uh, people did the math online and figured out that it cost about twenty cents per Jello shot. And they're selling them for four dollars and fifty cents. So the ROI there, I'm no, I'm no uh, mathematician, but that's per- pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, but so, yeah. but a cool little, a cool little um, update a, to it. There's a reason Warren Buffett's from Omaha, right there. <laughs> it was funny because uh, Stanford, <laughs> Arkansas fans were making fun of Stanford because there was like, I think at one point they had sixteen, and Arkansas had like two thousand, and they were like, yeah, because we're not buying four dollar fifty. Four fifty Jello shots. We're smarter than that. <laughs> well, maybe a decent point, but we're still winning. But yeah, fair. here's a cool update from the restaurant. Uh, they posted this on Twitter on Wednesday night, or Tuesday night. The Jello shot challenge at Rocco started is a, a unique idea to add another layer of fun for fans attending the College World Series. However, this year we are experiencing something we've never expected. When we hung up the whiteboard and put all eight teams on it, 
The perfect storm of two great baseball schools full of tradition, awesome fan support, and huge competitive spirit have taken this to another level. Being a small business that barely survived the pandemic, our family and our staff cannot thank everyone enough for supporting Rocco's and Lefty's It's Another Restaurant this year, especially when we know there are many people still struggling. But regardless of who sets the new series record, this year we would like to donate $2 for every Jello shot that has and will be purchased by each school's fan to the June B. Gerhardt Full Circle Pantry Food Pantry at the University of Arkansas and the Grove Food Pantry at Ole Miss. So they're they're, they're turning that money into something cool. I mean, obviously, it's a huge deal for them because, like we talked about, any bar restaurant struggled during 2020 when things shut down. But especially this one probably calculates into their funds, like the Omaha bump every year for the College World Series, and they didn't get that. So it's it's cool to see this for them, and then cool to see what they're doing with it. Pops, you make a good point. I'm not sure whether to be uh, like proud as an Arkansas fan or worried about us and our, <laughs> no. our uh, tendencies. Yeah, it checks out. It well, checks out. Well, here's it here's is. what's happening, and so I'll I'll tell you what's happening. And first of all, I don't mean to hog the podcast, but I'll do it here for a second about <laughs> Omaha. Um, you've I'll, been, you've been, I've to been, Omaha, so you got us a little, and bit. I've been to Omaha multiple times, uh, several times for business, but then once for the World Series. They're really great people in Omaha. They're good, solid Midwestern folks. They're 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 happy to see you when the World Series. They they could not have been more uh, accommodating, especially after that we, we lost that game to Oregon State when a foul ball that should have been caught. But we're not bringing it up. We're not going to talk about it. They couldn't have been Sounded more. Sounded like somebody brought it up, but uh, okay, could have been more accounting. But <laughs> we're not bringing, we're we're not not bringing, bringing it up. up. Okay, but they're really great people. And really great people. And and so, uh, but what's the, the reason these numbers are going up is there's been some, uh, I'll, I'll quote unquote air, air quotes here for everybody on the, on the pod, uh, alumni that have been buying like 500 Jello, Jello shots for, for everybody. And they've been naming Arkansas or Ole Miss. And so there have been these big alumni that are up there and they are buying these by the hundreds, these jello Jerry shots. Jones out there. <laughs> as soon as they can put More a tray of 100 or 200 or 300 in. Times. Yeah, they're just buying these huge amounts of jello shots. They ring it up. And so it's great that the restaurant's saying, okay, hold, hold, hold on. That's not what the intent was. So we're going to donate some of this money back. Because like you that said, they're, cool. they're making really? good money. As of t- the, po- the last posting I saw, Arkansas – is accredited for twenty nine thousand three hundred and sixty seven dollars worth of Jello shots. I just want you to think about that for a second. Thirty thousand dollars worth of Jello shots in three days. That's amazing. Oh. So, and well, we got ten guys there. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I would think. I would say it's safe to 10. say that at least those at this restaurant are rooting for Arkansas to keep on winning. They want them to stay in Omaha as yeah. long as possible. You're damn right, they are. Um, well, I got a baseball up, question. Can I can I ask a baseball question? Uh, I hope you do. Are you, well, only if you're asking LJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Right, I'm only, only ask LJ, but Tony, listen. Okay. Uh, yeah, feel free to chime in. <laughs> so, and LJ, I don't know if you'll remember this guy, Tony Pena. Do you remember Tony Pena, a catcher? Um, he had a. Is. He was one of the first that I ever noticed that would kind of do something to save his knees is what it appeared to me where he would kind of sit on his rear end. You might Google him if you have a chance while we're doing this, but he would sit on his kind of on his ass 
and have one leg extended out, but he would only do that, you know, when it was first batter up or, or whatever. So I noticed yesterday, uh, it, it's certainly a more relaxed position. You couldn't come up and just haul one down to second from, from this position. So, um, I noticed yesterday, I believe it was the Arkansas catcher was in that position with a runner on first. And I'm, that's where LJ, I'm, I'm a little confused. I thought, you know, if there's a potential for somebody to steal, you're definitely crouched down, you know, ready to come up and drill the ball down to second. So I'm, I'm, con- I'm confused as to how he could be in that relaxed state with a runner on first. So. Yeah, so I'll tell you, I think like it's probably a mistake. So yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the guy messed up, obviously. Um, Tony, if you've got any thoughts you'd like to add. <laughs> I mean, I really like Michael Turner. I think he's a solid catcher. Well, yeah, yeah I'm not I, saying, I'm just, it looked odd to me. It looked out of place because, I'm, right, you're typically going to be in a crouch, Tony. If if a runner is, is a chance to steal, you got to come up and bring it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, LJ's spot on. <laughs> he was just wrong. The yes. catcher was no. Off. He's no. He's spot on. No, I'm just kidding. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> LJ's a genius. Well, um, <laughs> so just yeah, no. So there has been a change. I'll tell you. So in, in in baseball, there has been a change, and so uh, a lot of catchers now will go ahead and set that. I, this is an adult show. They'll set that ass on the ground, and they'll get as low as possible. To give that to give the umpire a, a, and to give that target, and they're putting their body out there. But the two things have happened, and, and a lot of major league catchers are now doing it. But you you, you caught it. Pena was one of the first uh, first major league saw. catchers to do that. Um, but a lot of catchers are doing that now. And two things have happened. One, Pena was a glove catcher, and so in the past, everybody was a body catcher. You got to you get a you, you get a block with your body. You got to get that out there. Pena was a glove catcher, meaning he was he was he was quick enough to where that hand was going out and getting leather and getting in front of the baseball, and he could use that glove to block anything he needed. Salvador Perez for the Royals is one of those glove catchers. Um, uh, Yadi Molina. Has is somewhat of a glove catcher, but he he he's a uh, uh, he's good either way. But now they're getting down, and, and this so the second thing that's happened is what there's techniques being taught now where if you're in that position, a lot of catchers are throwing from their knees, and so there there's much more strength in the core, and and so they're teaching that drive. So if you're on your butt and you rise up to catch it, they're literally thrusting. This is going to sound bad. Thrusting themselves forward, driving to their knees, and throwing that ball from their knees, and the arms are strong enough where they can get away with so it. So they can get off their their ass in that crouched position to their knees and and get mm-hmm. one down to second yeah. quick enough to get a base runner out. Yeah. Would quick, that be different based enough. on the speed of the base runner? If it was Sonny D for, you know, uh, Auburn running, I would think you would have a little time. But <laughs> oh, that boy yeah. is, that's a poor boy. Um, um, and, and, and to be honest with you, there's a lot of um, – and we can talk about metrics in baseball, which is – there's a lot of metrics now that are coming out that in most cases with pitchers coming to the plate and the speed of the baseball and, and – Pitchers are now throwing a little faster than they used to. That it's it it doesn't matter, right? You you've got a you've got a between a forty and sixty percent chance of throwing out of the runner anyway. You've got a seventy to eighty percent chance of getting a strike in this position. A lot of catchers are going to it. Okay, 
But it's much more common than it used to be because you're right, Liver. Everybody, everybody grew up block the ball with your body, get in front of it. Mm-hmm. You've got to be ready to throw the ball. You got to drive forward. It, it, it's very rare that you see guys that can do it. it you're, but you're telling me that you can throw it almost as quick off your knee to second as you could. I guess you have to stand up and and go forward, but mm-hmm. it should be about the same. I think as long as you have the strength, the you know. Quickness, I just yeah. The quickness is faster when you're in that position. The quickness is faster on the knee, and the arm strength has just, just grown. Yeah. So okay. it's easier for folks to throw from their knees. Some of, some of these guys throw from their knees than it is for them to get it. Now, you're going to see a better throw, a stronger throw uh, from, from a regular regular position. Yeah. And they don't do it all the time. They're calling – when they're calling sliders or, or change-ups down low, that's when you see them get down there. Uh, but they're throwing. A, if they're calling a fastball, you're not going to see them in that position. Hmm. Well, that would tip the batter off. Yes. I, if he's looking back, he's about to catch one in his ear. Yeah, true. So, okay. true. Uh, there, there are ways to keep the the, <laughs> well, keep the batter from looking and, back and see where the catcher is. I guess final deal on this, but I mean, you you obviously the father of a catcher, you know, a college level catcher. I mean, there's something to preserving your knees, right? I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. got to be tough on your knees. Right, um, yeah, but not necessarily as hard as as crouching all the time. I mean, when you get no, down no, no, that's in that what position, I mean. Crouching, I'm saying yeah. crouching is is got to yeah. be hard on your knees. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I I think Prestige Worldwide could give you first uh, first person experience on this, but once once you're in that kind of shape and you're in that crouch, it's actually you can get comfortable in it, and you're just used to it. And it is now the um, yeah it, it, it's tough on your knees, but once you're there, it's you're you're there. And if you've done it for ten years, it's no different than standing up. I can't do it for ten minutes, so you know. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, why, uh, uh, Tony? Why Omaha? Why do they play there? Yeah, why always Omaha? Good, yeah, good question. Uh, I mean, it's cool that they have like this little like everyone knows the road to Omaha, and it's kind of this small Nebraska plate. I mean. It feels. It just feels odd where every other tournament, like the Final Four, goes to New Orleans, and they travel all around the college. The championship football moves around. A lot of them move around. But yeah, I, d- because <laughs> that, I, that's I, why we go to Uncle that, Tony. That's why I, we pay him so much. Right now, there. <laughs> there was. So I will say this: earning his keep tonight. Yeah, yeah because, um, and I don't know the exact. Reason, but there, you know, you know, they made some significant improvements in TD Ameritrade Field now instead of Rosenblatt. It's Rosenblatt Field at TD Ameritrade Stadium. They made some significant improvements to the field several years ago, and I think one of the reasons they did that is because the NCAA says, "Look, we we need a bigger thing. We we you know this has got to be a, a better a better um, facility," and they made those changes. I think there was some movement as to where could we take this to get because you know they could take this to any American any MLB stadium and they could probably put thirty forty thousand people in the stands. Um, but I think there's been some movement here uh, to to improve TD Ameritrade to where it, it it's there. And I, 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 the only answer I've got is because. All right, you know? there we go. <laughs> um, so we'll wait to figure out who will be crowned the champion in college baseball. We did have a new champion. Well, 
they're not new to being a champion, but the, the Golden State Warriors have added another ring to their trophy case. They have now won four finals after beating the Celtics, I guess was that last week. Uh, Pops, what you think? I mean, I think Steph Curry also worth noting, finally got his elusive finals MVP trophy. He had had a bunch of finals wins, but no finals MVPs. What, what's your thoughts on the series is, now that it's in the review? Um, well, let's see. Um, I, I was kind of pulling for Golden State. Uh, I thought Boston – actually, I thought Boston may have had the better – you know, if you were – I think we talked about this. If you were drafting players from the starting lineups, I thought you would have drafted, drafted more Boston Celtics than you would have – uh, Golden State Warriors, but um, I think I think coaching that was until Andrew Wiggins turned into Wiggins, a dang yeah, yeah, star. I, and I think Steve Kerr, the coaching edge. I mean, I, I saw one time it was so obvious they they were up, I think, in maybe Game Six, and uh, uh, Boston hit it. Maybe it was just one, or it, but it, at most it was the second three. And Kurt calls a timeout right away. He's like, no way, no way I'm letting them get started on any run whatsoever. So I, I thought his coaching and Steph Curry I, cemented himself as one of the best to ever play the game, uh, in my in my opinion. And Draymond Green really showed up in game six and played. Game as, five and six, really. Five played. and six. I mean, his stat six. line's not crazy, but he was clearly making the, a big impact on the game. I loved it when the announcers were like, he hit that one three and you're like, he's feeling it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm glad that Van Gundy kind of stops like, wait, he's made one three yeah. this entire series and he's feeling it. Yeah. And Mike Breen's like, look, I'm just telling you, the dude's feeling it. He's And then he did pull another one real quick. Yeah. He, was, he was feeling it. It doesn't take much for Draymond Green to be confident in himself. Um, so, so yeah, I was I was really happy, and Wiggins showed out. Um, I thought it was interesting. Jordan Poole, you know, who was such a a vehicle to them getting there, really played reduced minutes in the uh, in the finals. I'm sure that's matchup stuff. Where, but where does where do we stand um, on Jason Tatum? He did not rise to the level I think we thought he might in these finals. At least in my opinion. You know, I've heard some people discuss that he played maybe more minutes than anybody this year. Uh, um, What I've heard from people that would know that he was just perhaps worn out. He's he's 24 years old. He's still young. Um, Maybe he just is not quite ready for prime time. I think this will help him in the future. But he obviously ran out of gas or something in in the finals. And this isn't trying to be like a. LeBron praiser because I think people know I kind of lean towards I really like LeBron and maybe the best player of all time but the the minutes comparison is very close to what Tatum did in these playoffs and what LeBron did like in the 2016 playoffs and and some of those runs where LeBron was really really good and I think that kind of goes it puts into perspective like what he did one was just really incredible and only a few like maybe one or two or three guys ever could do that two LeBron was I think at the point where he was like 29 or 30 or 30. he was at an age where he had trained his body he knew exactly what it took he'd been to like seven finals in a row he knew what it took to train all year to get to this level Jason Tatum as you said is 24 years old and had a great playoffs and went through some he, he did a great job against Kevin Durant in the first round hmm. but now if Middleton's playing they might would have beat maybe they, they might not have beat the Bucks but still he went toe-to-toe with Giannis and outplayed him in some of those games and then beat a very solid Miami Heat team and a tough Jimmy Butler. So I don't, I don't want to take away from Tatum. I think he's still progressing, but I just, I thought he was going to take that next step, and he just 
He didn't. I don't think he was ready for the moment. And I, I think this will be that. I kind of saw his face at one point in game six where he, you could tell he was like, not only did he know that he let his team down, I think he was searching for answers. And I think that's going to be the moment where in the offseason he's working the gym and he's going to be thinking of that moment right there on I don't want to have that again. And that, that he'll look back at this and I think we'll go, oh, look, remember when he couldn't do it? Now he did. I, I still like him. I think he'll be one of the stars of this league, maybe outside of the top five or right on the top five of players in our league. Uh, Uncle Tony, I know you were watching watching a lot of the, the finals. What what you think about it? I was, and it was kind of fun. And, you know, and honestly, the reason I was watching is because I made a statement. It's like months ago because the playoffs last forever. Um, uh, that <laughs> Al Horford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you last forever? The playoffs. No, the, playoffs. Last. Sorry, the playoffs <laughs> last forever. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, I apologize. Okay. But so Al Horford was going to put a little Vaseline on those elbows and go to work. And Al Horford. <laughs> Man, he was a player when when the it turned Celtics, back time games, a couple of times. The Celtics when they lost, he he did not have the game. But when they won, I mean, what do you have in the first game? Uh, Twenty six points or something like that. It, huge, and huge. so I kind of like watching. Oh wow! Oh, and, he showed up in Game Six too. I mean, he this one I felt bad for because he was clearly giving everything he got because this everything. one was like, yeah, I don't know how many more bites of the apple I'm, I have. I think thirty seven or thirty eight years old. He's, yeah. Yeah, old school man. I like that. I, like I really like. I liked out watching out, and but um, but uh, other than that, though, I you know it was good. Steph Curry getting that, and um, it's interesting. My only comment is, and and I truly am not an NBA aficionado, but it's interesting to watch Steph Curry and how he has adapted. There's four rings for him at Golden State. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he seems to really have adapted to how his team has needed to change versus what we've seen from LeBron and what we've seen from other players who have gone to teams and gotten these things. And and I, I really respect Curry for that. I mean, he's there, and, and that really takes takes something. And, and not that, it, you know, I hate to be this guy, but every time, oh, LeBron James, LeBron James, and somebody brings up Michael Jordan. Ah! Michael Jordan. Everybody got to talk about Michael Jordan. But the thing about Michael Jordan is we, we need that on video. But anyway, yeah, that's that's from coming to America. Every time they talk about Rocky Marciano, got to bring up Rocky Marciano. Anyway, I think um, <laughs> I I I think though that you know you you see Michael Jordan. He adapted to what players were around him. He's still a great player. Steph Curry, I think, adapted. You know, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green have really been solid for that. But I think he adapted to um, – uh, is it Wiggins? That's the new Wiggins. guy? Mm-hmm. Wiggins. Wiggins. They adapted. Jordan they Poole. ruled the game around that. And, and that's what truly makes a great player in his sport. You adapt to what needs to happen for your team to be successful. And so that's also – I think Steph Curry really did that. And it was a long run for them. We'll see if they can do it. I don't know if they can do it again, but it was great to watch to, for him to take I, them and, and for a couple of games and put them on their back and win it. You know? I'm not sure I've, I totally agree on the – I'm yes and no. I, I mean, look, Michael and LeBron didn't adapt as much because they could just physically take over games that I think Steph might not be able to just physically take over the same way just because he's built different. He's not a six-foot-seven – 
forward. He's more of a guard. But I do think Steph deserves, and I don't. I don't think it's not like he people don't already see this, but pops. I think Steph might be the best teammate ever, mm-hmm. ever in NBA history. Like Tim Duncan might be right, like one B, one A, because they're that good of a player, like legit pantheon top ten-ish all time possibly. But yet seems like a total team guy. Like Kevin Durant came there. He didn't care. Like obviously he kind of wanted some finals, but he was so happy for Kevin Durant. And then this one, you could tell he was really winning that finals MVP did mean something to him. Mm-hmm. But he still seemed like he was like just as happy to see Wiggins play that good on the, on the final in the finals and seeing Draymond Green kind of flip the narrative. Like he just seems so fun to play with. Not only because he's just awesome at basketball, but I just think he's a awesome dude and so it was really cool seeing him win and get that finals MVP and kind of at least he didn't need it I don't think but he kind of did just so he can shut up the people who actually bring that up the the, the people that do those shows that Tony's talking about they go oh Michael Jordan oh LeBron James and <laughs> Steph Curry don't have any finals so I'm glad, I'm glad he got it I'm glad he got that MVP LJ where does where does this put um Steph Curry now all-time point guards it's or, I mean, maybe uh, he's one. on my top list for sure. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> Pops, where do you think Steph Curry lands on the all-time point guards? Uh, well, I, mean, names. I mean, I think you know. The, the, well, the I mean, Magic Johnson is the all-time point guard, uh, uh, period. Is uh, Steph in the conversation? Well, you know, I will say, and then I have to, you know, fudge. I, I do like to listen to Bill Simmons and he always grades his guys and he's got now uh, Steph Curry in the top 10 all time, which I wouldn't disagree with, but I guess the only other guard that he's got up there in, in play is a uh, point guard is, uh, is Magic Johnson. Now, I, you know, if he wins another title or two for sure, I think you have to discuss him in that level. I still, I still think Magic Johnson was the best point guard I've ever seen play the game. Um, I really do. But Steph Curry is is kind of he, he's a hybrid, you know, because he can, he's a shooting guard too, and um, he he just unlocked the he made the spacing on the court so different from anybody before him because he's in range as soon as he's over half court. And just the, the – we've talked about that before, but the fact that he's on the court makes the spacing better for everybody else on his team. Um, Whereas Magic makes the guys better because he's giving them the ball and, 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 and being and, the, and facilitator, the way they need Whereas it. you're saying Steph sometimes just – his mere presence on the court yeah. does something similar. It's, it's. I would. I wouldn't still rank. He, I would not rank him above Magic Johnson um, as far as all-time point guards. Is he above Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think he is for me. I think he is for me. I can certainly understand arguments against that, and 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 that might be colored because the damn Pistons were, you know, Michael Jordan's arch enemy, <laughs> you know, uh, for a lot of those years. Um, I would take Steph Curry over Isaiah Thomas. I would. Tony? Isaiah was really tough, but that was tough teams he played on. He was tough. Uh, Steph Steph Curry is probably a better basketball player. Uh, Isaiah is probably a better leader. I I guess he he really melded that team and, and, and put them places they probably shouldn't have been. Steph Curry has played with some really talented basketball players. I don't know that Isaiah – Isaiah probably raised his team more that's than Steph raised his team. Ring, though, that's does, a fair point. This mm-hmm. ring does, I think, in a way kind of give you that, okay, this this team was not like some of the 
I mean, the one where they beat LeBron, LeBron had Kyrie and Kevin Love out. And then they beat him twice with Kevin Durant on the team. It's like, wow, this team might be the best basketball team ever assembled. This one was one, as Pops just mentioned, I don't think he had the best team on the court on all six of those games. I think – and there was definitely game four. He did – he put on one of those Michael Jordan, LeBron-ish games where he won the game, Larry Bird-ish games, where it's like that game is not close unless Steph Curry's there. And I think that was something we hadn't seen just because when you have Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, you didn't have to have those performances as often. So I think this finals does something for the argument of Steph over a, an Isaiah or even Steph in the conversation with the Magic. Yeah. Here, here's a question I have for you guys. So I'll ask it and then I'll, I won't say a word. Golden State seemed was not the best team all season. May, and I think you can make the argument we're not the best team in the NBA this year. But were they the best team in the last month and a half? It felt like they really figured out everybody's role from one to ten. They just they all knew their role and played it right. Whether that some days, Kevon Looney, you're gonna come in and play 38 minutes and we're gonna need you to get 15 and 15. Some games you might play eight minutes and we're going small ball. And that and I think they all bought in. And a reason I think they all buy in is because when you see Steph Curry being that kind of leader at the top, where he might not be the Isaiah Thomas grabbing you by the jersey or the, you know, the real abrasive leader or anything at times, but he's just he leads by example. And so I think Yes, they they were playing the best together. They weren't the best team, but they were playing the best as one. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Also, I think the Bucks win it all if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt. So yeah, that's that, that, that's I don't know if it deserves an but asterisk. Every but every year, it's Chris Middleton would have made a difference for sure. I don't say asterisk huh? just because every you could do that with every single year. Sure, somebody got hurt. So, um, okay. from Steph Curry, a star that is very fun and easy to talk about, to one in another sport that's not near as fun and definitely not easy to talk about. Um, the Browns have a quarterback that may or may not be playing this year. So there's new developments in the Deshaun Watson case. What Tony, can you tell me what happened to, on Tuesday night with the case? Yeah. So as of this, uh, this afternoon, 20 of the 24 civil lawsuits that were outstanding against Deshaun Watson were settled. They were settled confidentially, so we will not know the terms, and we will not know the money uh, that was involved with those settlements. And uh, so 20 of the 24 have been settled. This comes uh, not long. I think last weekend the Washington Post was reporting that the NFL was very seriously weighing a full a year-long suspension for him this year for the Browns, so he wouldn't be playing – what really strikes me with, with the Deshaun Watson thing and the thing I wanted to bring up was, and it's more my annoyance with the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, Deshaun Watson has made some mistakes. Well, I, don't, I can't say obviously. I don't know. I don't know alleged. if he has or not. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. It's alleged, so it's, I, we don't know for sure. It feels like when there's that many women, there's something going on. Um, but – what I'm annoyed by is the Browns made this big deal. They traded for Deshaun Watson. They gave him $230 million guaranteed. And they said, oh, well, we, we, we checked all the boxes. You know, we dotted, our, we dotted our I's, crossed our T's. We did our research. And then a month later, uh, the New York Times has a report of someone who actually did 
do all the great, the, the, let me, I want to get her name. Jenny Varentes had a, had a piece where she went and tried to talk to all the women and she met at least 66 women mm-hmm. that had massages, massages with Deshaun Watson while he was with the Texans. And not only that, she found out some disturbing truth that the Texans helped provide the venue for Watson to use some of these appointments. And not only that, a team representative, a man who used to work for the Secret Service, helped give non-disclosure agreements to the women to make sure that there would not be any lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. If you're giving out NDAs like that. Yeah, I mean, you better either have 15 nipples or you need to rethink what you're doing with your life. I, I just, what annoys me is, no, you didn't do your research. You thought, oh, he's really good at football. And he is. He's really damn good at football. And if he's playing, they're an instant Super Bowl contender. But I just, why, I just hate, and it's not new to the Browns. They're not the only ones doing it. Everyone lied. They all lied to us. We talked about mm. this before. But it just, that was a blatant slap in the face. They didn't do any research. And it's a slap in the face of the women to say, oh, yeah, we did a research. And half these people, they told Jenny Varentes, nobody from the NFL or the Browns, we have not talked to anybody yet. No one's reached out. We're willing to talk. These weren't people who were like, no, we don't want to talk. They just said, yeah, no one's, no one's reached out to us. It's okay. I, LJ, what is your thoughts on the situation, I guess? I don't know. It's just a weird – it's I weird mean, to talk about because I don't know if we talk about it as in are the Browns Super Bowl contenders or do I not even want to talk about it because I feel a little gross. I don't know. I mean, all, all I really have on it is I'm pretty sure that he did some bad things. I don't know exactly what he did, um, obviously, but I'm pretty sure he did some bad things. And I think that there have been, like you said, choices for people just to not pay attention to it. And I think the NFL is going to slap like a four game suspension on him. And uh, if you pull up the Browns uh, schedule, it looks like they play a bunch of powder puffs for the first four games and then their season starts. Um, And I think everybody kind of forgets about it and we just move on. Um, And that's the goal. They're already also setting up the spokesperson sort of said that uh, the punishment is based on the collective bargaining. And that the development of the uh, uh, settlements will not change that. And so I think they're kind of trying to set up for when it is a four game suspension. They say, well, that's what the NFLPA wanted. I don't know what to tell you guys. It's off our shoulders. And then, you know, after a month, we were just not talking about it anymore. And I don't know. It'll be kind of nice to not be talking about it anymore. But I think that that's kind of a bummer, too, that it can just disappear if you're wealthy enough. But again, it's all legit. I don't know. I'm not in there. So. I don't know what to say about it. Pops, I'm going to tell you, I got... Well, I, I wanted to say this, that I did hear that it's one attorney, I think in Houston, I don't think that had uh, was known very well before. And I mean, I think Deshaun Watson's camp is suggesting that he is encouraging women that that may or may not have had anything uh, un- under untoward happened to them. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense to me, I guess is what I'm him on. I don't, you know, Deshaun Watson can probably have a lot of women if he wants. I don't see why he would have to force himself on any. I also, I realize that he's got a very high ego and, and probably assumes all women want him to do this. So I'm, I'm really torn on, on this and I don't know that we're going to ever know the truth. True. It it seems like one, there's so much smoke, there must be some fire. And two, it's like if, if these 20 women settled all of a sudden too, maybe it was a money grab by at least some of them. There's just so much. Well, it's kind of like we talked about, what was it? 
who was that uh that what defensive end for the cowboys that had all that legal stuff and then uh had a settlement you know what i'm talking about no like through his girlfriend on like a rack of guns or something Greg hardy Greg yeah. hardy yeah, yeah yeah so you know one of the things i remember thinking about that was like it's hard to you know blame anybody for for taking a settlement that gives you life-changing money instead of yes. fighting out this battle for the next i don't know six months two years eight years whatever um and i bet you deshaun watson's camp and you know whoever else might be involved in getting the settlement done was probably willing to throw life-changing money at a lot of people and so um well deshaun watson just signed life-changing money so yeah he's yeah. well and who knows how much of it he's keeping now we we really have no idea um but but like it'd be hard to fault somebody who uh did get aggressed upon or whatever um, from, from taking the money, you know, that, that makes sense to me. I, I might do the same in that situation, but, um, hard to say. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. So first from the Brown standpoint, um, I, I think they made the deal knowing what they had in front of them. And so what's, what I've been reading is that the, the last two that filed are the ones that could really cost Deshaun Watson. So I, I, his contract, the the things that I'm hearing is his contract has a has a clause in it that they they knew about everyone that had filed, and they were not there was no action against his contract about everyone who filed. However, if new claims came out that there were actions that the Browns could take, such as nullifying the contract, which would leave Watson in the dark, right? and so. The last two that filed, that were the those were the kickers, right? So, so two filed after he had signed. That so contract. that there was probably some kind of word because on the on the contract itself, the dead money is insane on how much the, right. the Browns would have to pay if they were to cut them. Like it was right. two hundred thirty million the first year, two nineteen one sixty four one hundred fifty four the final right. year. Correct. But, but I do remember Tony. I think you're right. I think there was some tricky wording in there to where they were they they were able to get out of it yeah. should they need to. Because at first it looked like they have no way out of it and they're screwed. Yeah. But I think there was some, yeah there was some wording. Yeah. By, uh, so here's where do that kind of yeah. So here's where I think I think my opinion that where the Browns stand. Um, they I don't think they're expecting to have Deshaun Watson play for no less than six games of this year. I, LJ, I, I, I think this suspension is probably around six to eight games. It's okay. going to be 50% of the season. Now, if it moves to a year, if they fully suspend him for the 2022 season because of, and including the final two uh, 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 claims, then mm-hmm. I think the Browns have the option to nullify the contract. Um, that's what it seems like the talk has been. It's since there's new claims, if that causes a full year suspension, they can get out of the contract. So um, if that happens, I, I don't know that they will. I really don't. Uh, I, I would not be in Vegas voting on the uh, uh, betting on the Cleveland Browns to be a World Series uh, to be a, a Super Bowl, well, especially uh, not the World Series. Yeah, not the World Series. Sorry, <laughs> That'd be a bad. I'm watching day. baseball. They probably won't win the NBA Finals either. Multiple sports at the same time. Uh, you, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, and I don't think I would vote. Uh, I would. I would bet on them for that. But I, I think there's a deal now. To what Liv said. I will say this. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. We've still got that in this country. And there has mm-hmm. been not a single legal 
uh, case move forward on this. And the the lawyer in this case, Tony something, uh, you know, you can't trust uh, Tony's. You can't Busby trust Tony. Or Tony? Uh, Busby. Tony yeah. Busby, yeah, S- is notorious in Houston and is a very – and I think we talked about this previously. He and uh, the Houston's owner are enemies, pure enemies. And so, um, and so, I think there is some there's some case to that where you can say this guy is a, he's in a money grabbing situation, and, um, and 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 I want to be clear, it doesn't make what he did right. If if obviously twenty four women come up and say this guy not a good guy and did things that I don't want to do, he did a, he, he he has done them, but in in America, Jack. That's where you know you're innocent until proven guilty. That's a coming to America line, by the way. Um, but um, uh, but I, I think that's that, that we got to give him the benefit of the doubt, whether we like it or not. Got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, legally, you do. Legally, we do. Yeah. But in the in the port in the court of public opinion, he's guilty, right? Yeah. He did things. He he used a towel in, in ways that you're not supposed to do. He's creative. I'll give him that in public. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's that's where the deal is. So, I think the Browns will come out fine either way. They'll either not have him. My my guess is it's a six game suspension, which goes along with most uh, contracts for um, uh, personal uh, behavior. Six games should is what it should be. If it's more than that, the NFL knows something we don't know, and then the Browns probably have action against him. I wonder if Browns fans are torn because you. I'm glad he's not the quarterback of my team. You know what I mean? I'm just going to say once you start watching him play, and especially if he's playing for your team, he's fun to watch. He's good. He is a dynamite quarterback and fun to watch. One of my favorite to watch. I loved him at Houston until I was like, whoa, wait, what? I can guarantee you, you poll any Cleveland Browns fan, they're going to say, I don't give a shit. Just get me to the damn Super Bowl. If Bernie Kosar can't get me there, Deshaun Watson, I don't care. I just, I don't care. Get well, me to the Super Bowl. Let me ask I you guys this. The Browns um, yeah, go ahead. He played for Dabo Sweeney, who is um, a pretty, <laughs> I, I mean, he portrays himself as a fairly religious, moral man. I remember him singing the absolute praises of Deshaun Watson that there there just couldn't be a better guy than this guy. So Debo Swe- uh, Dabo Sweeney certainly judged Deshaun Car- uh, Watson's character amazing. I mean, d- does that count anywhere in all of this? You know, it seems strange. Is Dabo Sweeney off? Did, did Deshaun well, Watson fool everybody? He is knew there- him as a twenty-year-old, and now he's not a twenty-year-old anymore. So, like, you know, I've changed a lot since I was twenty. Like, I don't know. You usually also grow up more, though. You know, you sure, get a but little, also until I mean, someone hands a big bag of money. Yeah, uh, fair point. Yeah, and uh, says that you're the greatest thing to ever happen to Texas football, uh, where football, yeah, kind of yeah. matters. And I'm asking uh, that really openly because I don't right, know. It, yeah. It's confusing yeah, to me. You don't know. You know? Um, um, just on. Old Dabo, he, I do think he does portray himself in that way, and I, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or by any stretch, but he's a bad he's guy. Also, Go ahead. He's also the same <laughs> guy. I don't like. like him. <laughs> I don't know much want, about he him. Yeah. He like specifically one of the main advocates not wanting college athletes to be paid mm-hmm. because it would not it would take away the power of the coaches. But and it was just very like 
Oh, what? I don't know. And I, I don't know how I feel about old Dabo, okay. but also, well, good. I'm glad I, I think possibly, and maybe, maybe Deshaun Watson tricked him. I don't know. Or yeah. maybe Deshaun Watson was a great kid and then, and he got into some other things when he got older. I don't know, but I, I kind of feel like what we have seen from Deshaun Watson's behavior is because he was enabled by people like Dabo and probably people in high school and, he was just he could not do any wrong. He was he's Deshaun freaking Watson. You're the you're you're the savior. And I think it was all covered up. It sounds like the Texans were even covering up for him yeah. at times. I think it was all covered maybe. up for yeah. a very long mm. and it just finally came back because you just no yeah. one's untouchable. maybe I'm an optimist here and I I'm gonna say this and so power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, uh, you know, you give a 22-year-old $180 million, and all of a sudden he goes to a massage parlor, and somebody treats him like a king and gets gets pleasure out of it. Oh, that was great. I, I think I'll do that again. And he's never had someone there to say, now look, morally, probably shouldn't do that. And all of a sudden, this and this and this and 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 so he realizes that money allows him to do that, and it's like any addiction, right? You get into that, money allows you to do that, it becomes a problem. And I think there was no one there for Deshaun. And again, I'm I'm not trying to validate what he did is right. I want to be clear about that. It's not, but we can, we weren't there. We don't know what his support system was. We don't know what people were telling him. Hey, you know, you really shouldn't do those kind of things. It it, it, it it we don't know. And so the money is there. He finds a, a, a way to, to both say, Hey, I'm I'm helping myself, but I'm helping myself. I you know, I, I, I think that it's just tough for a twenty two, twenty three, twenty four year old to make those kind of calls when when you've got that kind of money in the bank. It's true. Um, speaking of money, that gets us to another story in the, <laughs> the Sultan of Segway. There you go. Look oh, at the you. man work, uh, would you? <laughs> From a happy the, ending the, to a, a happy lot of, ending. Uh, right. A lot of <laughs> see, that's oh, not where no. I was gonna go. That's not where I was gonna go. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Brooks Kepka is the latest <laughs> big name golfer to say, I'll take your money to the Live Tour, announcing that he is leaving on Tuesday. He announced he will be leaving the PGA Tour to go join the Saudi backed Live Tour, where they're paying just, just handing out bags of money to any golfer that's willing to come on over. Uh, Brooks Kepka is, I believe, the best or at least highest ranked golfer to make that switch over. Now joins the group of, what is it? Phil, I had a list up and now I don't have it. Uh, DeChambeau went, didn't eight he? Eight of 50. Uh, DeChambeau. Eight of 50. Some big names in uh, Dustin Johnson, right? I think or so. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. And more maybe coming. Top 50. Uh, and, and Brooks Kepka, and I think, is from what I'm reading, this is kind of like, oh, there's more going. If Brooks did make the switch, there's there's this is not the end. There's more making this move over. Uh, this week, I believe the PGA Tour, the head of the PGA Tour, is supposed to go talk to all the golfers ahead of the uh, the next the Farmers Tournament. I believe is coming up. Travelers, travelers. Okay, and he's supposed to at least. I, I'm guessing it's a some sort of either threat not to leave or a push to stay. Something today. Um, 
Tony, for the listener out there, why are people mad at golfers for making this move to to the live? <laughs> I don't know, Matt. So, I, uh, well, I, I've, I've heard some animosity. Uh, well, okay. The reason they are is because because Saudi Arabia is behind it, right? So <clears throat> I've been looking at this and thinking, okay, you know, 25, 30 years ago, the first USFL came out and they grabbed Herschel Walker, the biggest name in football there could be. Herschel Walker went and played for the New Jersey Devils. And so the USFL had a bunch of billionaires who had no business having that much money and wanted to throw it away. And they came <laughs> out and they just, they, they just started offering this ungodly amount of money for NFL stars to come to the USFL. Mm-hmm. And the NFL said, if you go to the USFL, you're out. You're done. You're done. You, you can't come back. Da, 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 da. So, um, it's very similar in that. The the LIV has a big bag full of money. Their money, though, has got significantly deeper pockets. And so people are really pissed about that, that it's Saudi Arabia. And it's some foreign uh, investor. And, and, and truly, not that we talk about, you know, human rights and stuff here, and I, and, and I would welcome that conversation, but... Saudi Arabia, it, it is not the place to go if, you know, if you're a woman or if you're a woman of color or, or for that matter, you want to drive your own car. There are some significant issues in Saudi Arabia. And so there are people who are upset that these ce- celebrities, let's call them celebrities, are playing for money supported by that government because LIV has their investment from the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. And people are pissed about that because they don't think that's fair. And they don't think you should, if you go to play for the LIV tour, you represent the government of Saudi Arabia. I'm not sure that's correct, but that's, to me, what I read, that's the reason people are pissed off that they're going to go play in this tour. Pops, yeah. Well, I, there, I think that there are young golfers that would go over there because, from what I understand, the the winner the money is unbelievable. The winner gets four million. The the last place finisher gets one hundred and twenty thousand. You you know you're going to get one hundred and twenty thousand, and they don't. There's no cut. So make some interesting things they're doing is shotgun starts. So, you know, all golfers are on the course at the same time in the same conditions. You know, there's not – well, I played at, at – I started at 8 a.m. and the, t- the the conditions were much different than at 2 p.m., you know, tea time, whatever. Um, so so some interesting things that they're doing that are – you know, I, I think some golfers uh, find some positives about, but – also, these guys are in it to make a living, and you know, not everyone is the tiger and and feel you know say what you want about what he is you know whatever make a lot of money. Dustin Johnson, a lot of them are just trying to pay for their way to go to these tournaments, and you know, if you could be guaranteed you're going to get 120 k uh, to go, and you're not guaranteed that on a PGA tournament. You know, you come in last, that's all on you. So. Um, I think it's a dollars and cents things. I certainly understand the human rights issues that Saudi Arabia has and people not uh, approving of that. So uh, I'm I'm torn on the issue. 
Um, but also, I would say Saudi Arabia is an ally of the United States. We we support Saudi Arabia because they have oil. Uh, yeah. We need oil. They need military weapons. And I think we've struck a deal uh, and we help protect them uh, so we can get their oil. So so is it OK for us as a country to use their oil? But it's not OK for our golfers to go play golf for them. You know, I don't know. That well, I think a lot of the people that uh, are against the golfers going and playing um, in this this uh, tournament would also be very much against our partnership as a country with them. Like, right. I don't think that's like, I think. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah. But I think PGA is is scared of losing their monopoly, much like the NFL probably yeah. was when the U.S. Well, that got came, me to, you know? with, why is PGA the only, I mean, there's other leagues you can go play in basketball and they're just not. M? I guess they don't pay as much money as the NBA, but I mean, you can go play overseas to, today. M- yeah. M-O-N-E-Y. There are reasons. There are reasons why Spanish and English and Scottish and South African and those those guys are coming to the to the PGA Tour to play because of money, money and exposure. But now here's yeah. another tournament that'll pay more money, more money. So go, yeah. Lifts right. He's he is dead on the he's he's dead on the money. It's a money thing. The the thing that really pisses me off about it is. That, you know, if it wasn't funded by Saudi Arabia, it's a money thing. Who, dude, it's golf. I mean, why aren't we paying this much money for guys <laughs> to go around, walk around for four days, and hit a, hit a golf ball in this stupid hole? Why Steph I mean, Curry making $45 million a year because he can throw again, a bucket, a basket in a bucket? Absolutely. You know, it's entertainment. But, so, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. you build a better theater and you put better actors in it, I'm going to pay more money to go watch that theater. That's what LIV is trying to say. Hey, I'm going to give you better theater. I'm going to give you better actors. Come watch this money. The key will be is if LIV can get sponsorship and and TV. Yeah. Get, tell me who's, who's televising the LIV tournament in Portland, Oregon next week, and that'll tell you what's happening. Fox will probably do it. If you, if you, sorry, I, somebody sorry, I will. It's money. Somebody won a tournament yet? Have they, they, LIV they not had played a in London. They, have, they played in London. Did, 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 was it televised? In London. It, so yeah, it was I mean, not we televised. Watch it on a streaming service. I think we streaming service. Audio, yeah, streaming a live service. streaming service. Yeah, that's yeah. the key. But, but Tony's saying is they need a. They need Amazon TV money. Prime well, and you got to find Apple like yeah, ESPN Plus. Yeah, or, right. They need TV money. Is this sustainable or is this something that somebody's doing yeah. as like a pet project? Because if it's yeah. not sustainable, well, it's then what, it's it's what's called. I believe it's being termed as what's called sports washing, where a country tries to change their image by being in sports. Yeah. So they're yeah. in Saudi. I, what, we're we're at Saudi Arabia has a. We, everyone loves F one right now. Saudi Arabia has a big investment in that. Well, people are pissed everyone about that loves, too. Uh, well, and they're they're a big investor in the Premier League. I, I think <laughs> yeah. Messi plays for a team that's owned by Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. or at least they're the big backers of it. This isn't only in the live. It's just more. It's very upfront and obvious. I, well, and, and another thing to think about though is like the you know with with us you know sharing culture back and forth, we become more people to each other and harder to hate. I mean, uh, there's this like thing I think that we've never been uh, to war with somebody that has a McDonald's in their country. Um, as, as, uh, countries, as, as countries become like more and more culturally, uh, tied together, 
we hate each other a little bit less. And so, you know, maybe this, you know, the things that we dislike about Saudi Arabia uh, might, you know, start shifting because, you know, their celebrities, their, their money is in American celebrity. Maybe so, they become more progressive in their human rights. I hope, you know, potentially, I mean, I mean yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's at least worth wow. hoping for, you know, that's sure. an optimist take. Yeah. El- El- I think that was, that was such an awesome statement. We've never gone to war with somebody with a McDonald's. That's just <laughs> awesome. You know, I, I and it's so true, right? I'm pretty and sure it's so, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Cold War the ended when they when they put a McDonald's in Moscow, I think, or something right. like that. That's so right. And McDonald's, McDonald's just pulled out, out when they went into they just, Ukraine. So, yeah. I was about to know. say, McDonald's pulled all the, the McDonald's yeah. yeah. out of it's Russia. It's an awesome statement. It's mm-hmm. an awesome statement. Uh, money, money begets money. The only thing money wants is more money. And I will tell you that the LIV tour, if they don't get sponsorships, additional sponsorship, they don't get the television revenue. They won't be around for long. That's yeah. what that's what killed the USFL. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll see what ends up happening with it. It's it's interesting, nonetheless. I, I think it hasn't didn't the PGA Tour say anybody who goes over there is cannot play in the PGA Tour suspended. Yep they they made that which doesn't mean you can't yeah. play in the Masters. Interestingly enough, the Masters invites who they or the want Open to invite, right or the, or the open. Opens or the or or the uh, British Open. The PGA is the only one that really would impact. So I, it really threatens the, the PGA, the right? PGA. The PGA. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I think that's why the PGA, what, anybody yeah. would be pissed if, the, if your yeah. future's being threatened. So I, I mean, they, I understand yeah. why they're pissed, but. PGA met today and, and oh, uh, funny thing, purses just increased. 2023 oh. is going to be the largest purse money ever. And uh, they're going to ha- invite more, more golfers. Funny oh, how that works. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> well, so, that just happened today. That well, was their, respect. Their competition's the good for everybody. You know, it's um, great for true, everybody. True. Yep. Yep. Monopoly's not good. It's not good. Um. Yeah. All right. Do we have any? As we wrap up here, do we have any uh, fun stories? Uh, Liv, you got any, you got anything for us today? Got any first world problems or just or just. First world solutions, even. What do you got for us? <laughs> I, I, let's see. Um, well, I can tell or you. Or can you if just talk about your walk lately? I, well, it's pretty damn hot. I don't know if you've been. Well, out there yeah, I only walked a couple of miles so the other day, water. but uh, uh, I, you know, still walking. Try. I, I want to do. Okay, we're talking about walking. There's a deal for. I think it, it's it's a children's hospital or something. Thirty miles in the month of July. And I could do that because I just have to walk two times a week, four miles each time. Eight times four is 20. Well, that's eight times four is 32. You said there would be no math 32. in There'd be 32. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's tempting to do something like that. But is, to- wait, whoa, whoa, is Uncle Tony saying he doesn't think you could do 30 miles? No, oh, I think he can do it. It's, oh, okay, it's okay. his I math was- skills that I was shaking my head about. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, eight times four is thirty-two. So True. if I got to work thirty miles, if I walk two times a yeah, week, four miles a time, I, I would get there. Okay, so um, so anyway, it's a thought to, to maybe do it. Is but it, I, I will tell you, going to walk when it's a hundred or you know upper nineties and and eighty-five percent humidity. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not a young as young as I used to be. It it it's not a young. Y- you have to be careful. I mean, you have to be careful uh, if you do yeah. that. Stay hydrated. You you wear that. You wear that pink and baby blue shirt that you got on tonight when you walk. You'll be able to walk as far as you need to. Okay. <laughs> It'll carry you, man. Okay. It'll carry you. Um, hey, send me that. Is that a, is that a, uh, um, is that a, um, 
charity thing that you walk X number of miles, somebody pays you money. Yeah, and there was one for Alzheimer's <laughs> that was 50 miles, but 50 miles in a month, that's, I mean, my math, I don't, first off, I'd take my shoes hey. off, and uh, <laughs> 50 miles a month would be a lot. Uh, in hey, a month's hey time. send me that if you don't mind. I, I, I could, I'm doing that. Okay. Yeah, right. I'd be glad to do that. I have a follow up to a thought from our, our previous pod. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe you were on this conversation, Tony. Uh, it was about taking the Keurig out of the Keurig machine, taking a little K cup out after you get done I with your coffee. Yeah. Just taking your cup out, throwing it away. I think, LJ, I don't know how to connect the dots to this before. This is just the updated version of the shopping cart. True, thing. true. It really is. It's just because it doesn't hurt you not yeah. to take it out. It doesn't hurt anyone else not to take it out. But by not taking it out, you're just showing that you, you, you can't In be fact, a I'd, I'd say it's even being. stronger because at least you have to put yeah. in some effort to take a shopping cart out. I mean, the amount of effort to take it's a cake cup out. It's literally the cake cup. It's just yeah. oftentimes the trash is right there. You uh, might not even have to take a step. True. There's nothing that hurts anyone by you not doing it. It's just simple to do it. Mm-hmm. Just be a good member of a good functioning member of society. <laughs> True. So I, don't be like Liff. Liff leaves a shopping cart. To sit <laughs> not even going to. Anytime you see shopping carts now, you respond. probably have a little panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, y'all, y'all don't even know. I don't know what that means. That's ominous. With the crickets behind you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was my wrong. dog at the door whining in for a minute, and I thought, oh no, it's Tony and the crickets. Yeah, listeners, by the way, if you've heard that progressively, <laughs> like, I've been searching for my uh, cricket my car the last Welcome. two hours. Welcome to Arkansas in the. <laughs> That'd be a good rock band time. name, Tony and the Crickets. <laughs> Tony and the Crickets. Yeah, let's check them out, dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to get to this thing called life. <laughs> Prince and the Crickets. All right, do we have anything have else? We got to. We got to get to what Tony's drinking. Is there anything else before we before we get to the what, what our ender? You good, pops? I'm good. I'm good. What was it that you were looking for the other day that you that that might have got moved by? Uh, Maria? I think that was the trash bags. We talked about the trash bag problem. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. I just <laughs> yeah. Nothing new. Uh, just nothing new. That with you. Okay. Man, life's just been good for life. It's been all right. Life. I mean, had a, you know reason. what? Had a great Father's Day. Uh, there we go. Happy Father's Day. Happy belated Father's yeah. Day. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. I heard too. from you guys and, and, and just yeah. had a I had a great weekend. I really did. Had a good weekend. Yep. So, yep. Well, hell good. yeah. Let's end, on, let's end on that positive note. Tony, what... Have you been sipping on today? This is not number one because we weren't even sure we were on yeah. tonight. So, <laughs> Uncle Uncle Tony's drinking number two. Uh, <laughs> well, called, maybe drink number two. It might be. drink number two of the old the double old pepper. So uh, <laughs> the old pepper. We may have talked about this before because mm-hmm. I I, I ordered oh, it today because it's before. red and we had the Razorbacks playing. Sure, today. sure. But the old pepper is a take on the Bloody Mary. And except that it uses rye whiskey. And so you take rye whiskey and a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of Worcestershire sauce, a little bit of Angostura bitters. uh, Mix that all up and put that together. mm, Good. So the old pepper, (laughs) it is my favorite. Right now, it is my favorite tomato juice drink. It is fantastic. And you wouldn't think you could drink tomato juice and whiskey. Yeah. But I'm telling you what, the lemon juice, the Worcestershire, Angostura bitters, a little bit of Tabasco makes it really, really nice. I'm the in. Old pepper. It is my, and for those of those of you who are listening during uh, NFL season, 
The old pepper is my first drink of the day when we start when we start the NFL season. For the twelve o'clock games, Uncle Tony's drinking an old pepper. Heard. An old pepper. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> um, is an old pepper similar to like there's kind of some rules when drinking Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. And like when when there's like cutoff kind of like you don't really drink much Bloody Marys after like, you know, three PM or something. You kinda gotta You're- switch over to Exactly, Kevin. You are correct. The thing, I'm the stu- great, I'm stu- yeah. the great thing about an old pepper is it uses rye whiskey, which means it's good for any time of the day. There you go. Oh, there you go. Okay, there we go. So an old pepper could even be enjoyed watching Sunday night football. It doesn't have to be the new. Oh, games. oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I got a hot tip out there for all the listeners, though. I've had Bloody Marys at like 10 o'clock at night and no one's arrested me. So, like, you can do it, I think. Like, just. Yeah, but there's kind of rules, especially when it's this hot. You can't. Bloody Mary's a heavy drink. You know, you need one in the morning. I'm just saying, I I don't even think it's a law. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I'll say this. We're not in Saudi Arabia. Any drink you you have, you add lemon juice to it. You drink it any time. It's refreshing. It just pops it right up. It's great. It can be 110. Lemon juice. Add a little lemon juice. juice. Lemon juice. Lemon juice. juice Tomato juice. I'm sorry. Tomato juice when it's 110. No way. No way. (laughs) I'm not doing it. You don't have enough lemon juice in there. (laughs) You haven't had an old pepper. That's the deal. Let me fix you an old pepper. Well, I will let you come fix September. me an old pepper. Yeah. Hey, come exactly. September down at, down at Little River. I'm going to fix you an old pepper. <laughs> okay. It's going to be all right. All right. All right. Oh, all right. man. I mean, all right. And that'll do us for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. We will be back again next time. Make sure, if not already, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just type in Just Press Play pod and you'll find us. Uh, guys, I will catch you guys next time we, we, we do this little old thing we call a podcast. We call a podcast. Peace. There you go. Peace. Peace. Stay as you already. All right, well, I think we're good. This let's let's get this thing rocking. Let's uh, go. We got a clap test. Tony's favorite part of the pod. We want to do a clap test. Let's go. Let's go. If you on zero. Perfect band there. (laughs) Three, two, one, zero. All right. Oh, that was loud. It hurt my ears. I mean, my clap did. You know how you just get the right ear pocket. You know, yeah, you just right. It's yeah, really loud. You're gonna be all right there. Sometimes flagellations like that. You don't think it's going to be loud? It's loud. Okay. Hey, here's something. Okay. Maybe this is something we talk about later, but I I, I ran into something on TikTok last night. Okay. I didn't realize this was, but but chiropractor farts. Have y'all seen this? No. No idea what you're talking There's a whole TikTok channel. This is a beautiful start to the podcast. It is. Okay. There's a whole... Hey, sweetie. How you doing? There's a whole TikTok channel on uh, chiropractor farts. So apparently, now, it's funny, but everyone that has these farts on the chiropractor table are women in, like, tights. So, but they're all doing these adjustments, and um, every one of them, they have this big fart, and everybody laughs, and it's it's chiropractor farts. It's... (laughs) 
look it up. <laughs> okay. Okay, well right. then. Look, look it up. <laughs> and, and then it's just like, and it's not like a regular, anyway. It's okay. Yeah, be I be it into crazy. whatever no, you're into, buddy. No judgment. no judgment. No judgment. No, I was just scrolling in a whole no channel. Judgment. I thought, well, that's interesting. Let me like that. What and next thing I know. <laughs> so is there any debate over which one was which now, LJ? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not fair. Not fair at all. <laughs>